This is a Beanbag Chair Media Production. Hi guys, and welcome to Anime Noise. I'm Garrett, I'm a performing musician by trade, graduated with a bachelor's degree in music production, and have been binging anime for almost two decades. And I'm Emily, I'm a classically trained violinist and have been indulging in the animes since I was a wee little human. This is an anime review podcast, where we help the new viewer decide where they want to start while taking the superfan on a deep dive into the overlooked realm of music and sound effects. Hello, anime family. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of Anime Noise. Noise. Why did you whisper it? What do you mean? You know what I mean. It's like super early in the morning. It is pretty early in the morning. We're not really morning people, everybody. No. But this is the time we had to record. And when you have the time, you got to take advantage of it. Indeed. Indubitantly. Thank you. Yes. So today we are doing the next installment of our Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works series as part of the Food, Fate, Fire, and Fetishes Month. Indeed. And I just have to say, I'm, one, super excited for this weekend. I am also very excited for we, this weekend. We got our cosplays. <clears throat> Everything's we got ready it. to go. Yeah. We're prepared, guys. We are prepared. For this etchy networking event. <laughs> <laughs> we can never just go and look at sexy sexy ladies. We can only go to, to network. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's right. We, well, didn't, we didn't spend all that money to go look at etchy. No. <laughs> Why no would we do that? No, we're investing in, the, in, in our business. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is how we invest, okay? <laughs> look at sexy women. <laughs> This is Jiraiya's dream job. Yes. Yes. Embody the Jiraiya. Embody the Jiraiya. That's what I named my base, by the way, guys. It I is. should really introduce my base on Instagram. Jiraiya the Jazz Bass. It is a Fender Jazz Bass that's covered in sexy lady stickers. Sexy anime lady stickers. Of course. It's got to be. Yes. It is like, like his book came to life. <laughs> You just read the book when you play. That's right. All right, but we're not talking about Jiraiya or Naruto or anything like that. We're talking about Fate Stay Night. Season two. Unlimited Blade Works season two. Yes. This bitch aired April of 2015 to June of 2015. Has 13 episodes. And we already talked about all the credentials. Yeah, nothing changed. Nothing has changed. So we're just going to jump right into the music. Uh, a band that Emily dreamed that we had already talked I about. I did. I did. I even wrote in my notes since I'm an idiot and thought we covered her already. Yeah, we have not. We have not. Uh, the OP is Brave Shine by Aimer, who we have not covered. This song was released. <laughs> Thank you for reinforcing that. <laughs> this song was released June of 2015 as her eighth single on the album Dawn. It peaked at number four on the Oricon. That's pretty fucking... It was pretty high. Yeah. Top five. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it also won the 2015 New Type Anime Awards for the best theme song. I like Lisa's better for well, Fate she Zero. she was an ending. That's true. She was an ending. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, she was an ending. Um, actually, where Aimer came from is very interesting. Well, tell us a little bit about Aimer, Emily. Oh, okay. The pleasure is mine. Uh, she began her music career in 2011, not that long ago. <clears throat> Sorry, my son uh, knocked me in my throat this morning, and I just can't get it back to normal. <laughs> um, her name comes from a French word, which means to love. She grew up surrounded by music. Her father was a bassist in a band. I couldn't find what band, but he was a bassist in a band, so she was around music for since like her, her birth. He already sounds like a good guy. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Um, At the age of 15, she actually lost her voice because she overused her vocal cords and had to undergo silence therapy. 
Like, what? That's crazy. What? How do you, oh, I mean, do you just sing too hard? I think she was singing too hard. I, she probably, since she was 15, she probably didn't, like, know how to sing oh, correctly. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So she has a, a husky voice when she sings, and it's because of this. She barks like a husky? No, get out of here, you <laughs> goddamn animal. Ugh. <laughs> Um, in her first year of creating music under a label, her debut single was chosen as an anime ending. Wow. She's had collaborations with superstars like Hiroyuki Sawano, Yuki Kaijira, Yojiro Noda from Radwimps, and TK from, I never know how to say this right. We're going to have to figure this out by Tokyo Ghoul time. Uh, but TK from Ling Tosite Sigire. That sounded, that sounded pretty close, right? Yeah, well, I hope it so. sounded American as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ling Tosite Shigirie. I mean, you don't have to Texas it up. <laughs> Americanizing is fine. Texasing is just too far. I'm so good at it, though. You are very good at it. She just released an album back in April of 2021 called Walpurgis. Walpurgis? Walpurgis. W-A-L-P-U-R-G-I-S. That is oh what it God. says. She also did the insert song in episode 20 called Last Stardust. And this one was actually in the running to be the OP instead of Brave Shine. Um, but it it uh, it just got used as an insert song as well. It is not a single and it is not on the single we talked about earlier. Um, she is also featured in Bleach, Fire Force Season 2, Fate Say Night Heavens Feel 1, 2, and 3, Vinland Saga, Terror in Resonance, and Number 6. Damn. Yeah, she's been in a lot. She's going hard. Especially since she's only really been in the game since 2011. That's fucking nuts. That is nuts. She's crazy. Good for her. Seriously. And I like this OP as well. Yeah, this OP's pretty good. Let's listen to her husky voice. This is a pretty badass OP, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Look at that husky voice. She's got like some pop punk kind of voice. It's very I want, evanescent. I wanna hear I wanna hear some rage. That's what I want. It's some raspy of evanescence. Not like super raspy, you know what I mean. I love the guitar in this song. It like keeps you engaged. And you know what I just realized is that the title is actually in English. Yeah, you just the title realized that. Didn't even realize it. I'm a fucking idiot. This is a great song. And it makes sense that this genre hits the top five in 2015. Because it's kind of poppy, but also holds that kind of like rock. Well, like rock, I don't know when it changed all of a sudden, but at least that wasn't part of the song. That was just uh, the channels, yeah, sounds, whatever, whatever that is. Um, yeah, no, I think it's interesting... <clears throat> I think it's interesting that this hit the top five. It makes sense in 2015. Even in America, like, this is probably really more 2010, 2012 in America. I don't know if 2015, I think 2015, the charts kind of switched over. Mm-hmm. It, it switched to a lot more hip-hop around that time, too. Yeah. And, so, like, and, Bruno Mars. And, and trap and, and shit. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I, I like the song. It, it holds a lot of intensity behind it which i found fitting for this particular season mm-hmm. um it was very emotional season as well so i i i like it yeah i like it too music fits the music fits now let's talk about the lyrics so the first line uh the wish hidden within my left hand remained merely a wish as i saw an unending dream oh who's that about it's got to be about emmy yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Duh. Duh. In my right hand was an empty memory, a world's end no one knew of. Yep, as I Emiya. was struck by unending rain. 
poor guy. <laughs> he was struck by an ending ring. <laughs> he was, yeah. He fought uh, Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. Unending rain unending of sorts. Rain of and he also <laughs> fought weapons. himself. Yeah. Which is also an unending rain of the same of sort. Yourself. but <laughs> Of yourself. Yeah. Um, brave shine when I reach out my hand, stay the night on a night I'm covered in scars. You save my life. At the tip of the blade, I hold aloft a prayer born of feelings combined. will go beyond time. Your brave shine. Yeah, yeah that, I, this is this is fitting in every fucking way. And nailed um, it. Yeah, this this song hit it like a hundred percent. It gets like a also, triple cutching from me. I love how the lyrics aren't they're poetic, but they're, they're like not, not overly over, so. Yes, yeah. yeah, they don't they don't like they don't confuse you we don't with have trying to, to decipher this bullshit. <laughs> yes, it was not necessarily straight to the point. It was just a very good way of wording. And also, and also, I found it fitting. Not in terms of like these aren't they could be generic lyrics, but it fits so well with this particular anime that I couldn't see it with anything else. Which it, it gets an automatic like A plus from me. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole point. That's what we're looking for here, guys. Is just does it truly fit the anime? Songs are great. Some songs are great. Some songs are bad. And some songs sound awesome, but make no sense with the anime. Exactly. Or some songs sound terrible. And, <laughs> and then they're like, fuck, well, it actually fits, it fits perfectly if exactly. you look at it from that perspective. So that's what that's what we're here to do. Uh, and I think it definitely fits. Definitely fits. Check it off the totally list. Totally here for it. Cool. I didn't think I, I was I going to enjoy this song so much, but I, I do. I know. Listening to it again, I, I still really like it. Yeah. And it stayed the same throughout all of the episodes. It sure did. It sure fucking did. Well, let's move on to the OST. Yeah. Shall we? Let's do it. The OST was released six years ago, next month, in October. Uh, Can you give us a date on that? Because some of us don't want to do math. (laughs) (laughs) It was released October of 2015 on the Anaplex label. It has 23 tracks at a runtime of about an hour and 15. Yeah, they, they have some long songs in this one. Yeah, it's only 23 tracks. They used track 22... As the ending for the last episode, of course, from Hideyuki Fukusawa. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's talk about it, Emily. Sure. Overall notes, I don't really have that many. I, have I a, don't either. Have a few. I don't I mean, have that many either. I gave most of my overall notes. It's essentially the same OST. Like it was all kind of they released. Put, they put it all released last year on three discs. Now, I wish that we had time to talk about the unreleased tracks because some of those are pretty good as well. But if they're if they weren't used in the anime, it is not correlating with what we're doing yeah, here. Yeah, so we, we can talk about it all we want, but it has nothing to do with the anime except nothing. for the fact that it was part of the four hundred compositions exactly. that were made for this anime. Exactly. I'm curious to listen to it though. Yeah. Uh, we we might talk about it for the anime birthday noise party. birthday party. That's right, at the end of October. Yeah, what were your overall notes for this? Um, the use of harp in this was awesome. It was subtle and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they convey suspense and anxiety incredibly well. Okay. Um, uh, it was mixed very well. It the, was. The dynamics are phenomenal. Uh, great transition between each OST. It held its own. It stayed cohesive and it the the way that it was arranged went really nicely to the with my ear holes with your ear holes with my ear holes it just I flowed into I, your I, ear holes real nicely <laughs> I remember listening to OST one and this one just it flowed from OST one and conveyed all of the emotions of transitioning from season one to season two probably those awesome fucking five hundred dollar headphones yeah, that we're borrowing well borrowing <laughs> I'm not getting used to this. <laughs> Um, and my last note was the instrumentation choices are perfectly curated, like the way that they the, did that they did the layers. I would agree with that, except towards the end of the OST, like the like uh, last few songs. I the guess last, not few. The it was last like two or three. Last two or three songs. I wrote this probably around like fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, o- overall, it was pretty good. Was that all your notes? Those are all my notes. I thought that this thing. This, this thing right this here. This thing right here. Uh, I think it stays really true to OST1. 
uh, the sound design, the instrumentation, the audio textures, phrasing, composition, arrangement, all that stuff. Very, very cohesive with OST one. It didn't like go off on anything super crazy, but it did. It did hold its own. And I also think that they use very, very good, just like the first OST, simple music tricks, music theory tricks, mm-hmm. and instrumentation tricks that are I've heard before, but they're really effective. They have a huge impact and they work really well. And he used them really well. Yeah. The only thing that I thought was my only critique was that at about 20, it's really just 20 and 21. And 22, but... What's your problem? It's just a really weird tone change at the end of the OST. Like, it just changes the the instrumentation and the the sounds that they chose for the end of these, like, these last couple songs were just not... I don't know. It didn't fit with the rest of it, and I thought it was a little... It got a little cheese for a minute. Okay. Just aspects. It was really like one or two instruments as part of the piece. Well, it, I mean, it, it distracted got, me from the rest it of it. It got kind of cheesy at the end with everybody's feelings and shit like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I so, guess. So, I mean, you got to you gotta stay true to... They're, they're making music for the anime itself. So, standalone, probably not the best choices. But when it comes to incorporating it into the anime, I feel like it's not an unwise decision. There's also a song... That I, when I when I wrote notes for it, I know it's for um, I think it's called Ideals and Betrayal, something like that. Okay, yeah. And I know of this song <clears throat> you are speaking of. And it was really like hard to capture. It's hard for any composer to capture that, and that's kind of what I wrote down because as a song, as a piece, compared to the rest of the OST, it's like just okay. And I think part of it is because. The theme that they were writing for, confronting your ideals and having them, your goals, aspirations, and your will, like everything that you believe and hold true to yourself is now trying to kill you. Right. Yeah. It's betraying you. It's You're literally betraying yourself. And to write music for a, an emotion like that has to be incredibly challenging. And so I thought it was a very good attempt but I don't know if any composer could have done it perfectly. Yeah, I didn't have notes for that song, but I loved the transition from that song to the next song. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, the song was not bad. It wasn't a bad song. I, I got kind of lost in the sauce when I was listening to that one. It, and you, you would because it's not like necessarily super unique and it's also not bad. It's just kind of there. there yeah. And it, does it does an okay job it was a very good attempt at this emotion Mm -hmm. it was just really hard to do and i don't think that i really think that any composer would have a hard time capturing this yeah so very good attempt but let's get into our stars yeah what did you star full stars first full stars um i full starred number two and i full starred number five and i full starred 11 and 12 and then i full starred number 20 Okay. I think I have about the same stars. Is he full star number 20? Yeah. I, I put liked a negative number, star. I liked number 20. I put a negative star yeah, for 20. Well. I was like, this song is eh. It was very ethereal. I liked it. Well, I start number two. Okay. I start number six, number 11, number 18, Okay. and 23. The last song. The last song. Which I think we Used have as decided, our intro. <laughs> we've decided to use that as our intro. Indeed. Yeah, even though you guys just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always, isn't post-production fun? It's fun. Isn't it fun? Super fun. I'll be I, at work while you're working on post-production. I also love giving you, audience, like, this isn't the most polished <laughs> production in the world. <laughs> So, like, in TV and stuff, they obviously know that post-production is coming, and they, they don't give it away. I'm breaking the fourth wall with this, with this post-production. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, we haven't decided. It hasn't been recorded yet. I'll do it later. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> no, we don't. We're just putting things into reality for you. 
It's just reality check. It's uh, it, it's done with purpose, obviously. Yes, totally. <laughs> we thought we planned it. Oh, all right. Well, you want to get into number two? You want to listen to it first and talk about our notes? Sure. Cool. This one is Warfare Again. This song gets to the fucking point. Right away. Love that bass. What'd you say? I put, I love the aggression of this piece and the dissonant build into the B part. Because it'll get, it'll get yeah. pretty dissonant here in a minute. Uh, the percussion and the phrasing and shit, the instrumentation, all amazingly well done. And it fits the emotion of the piece really, really well. And they end the piece with this very recognizable motif. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the percussion and bass are like the represent the war and the strings almost come from a stress perspective yeah because it's like warfare again like what really again um the phrasing within the orchestra is to the point and stern especially when coming in out of the phrasing in between you know they come and do this thing where they like they play the phrasing and then they pause a little bit and then they start a phrase over again and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. pause again it's like dramatic very and, dramatic and very intense um, and then the emotions about war again are heard exclusively in the last few bars. And then there's a lack of resolve. Like the song doesn't resolve. Yeah. This is the part I'm talking about. Where the phrasing just kind of like builds and then it comes out. Like we've already been attacked. We're like struggling through this. Yet another, yet another a battle that we have to fight here. Yeah. Sounds like they're exhausted. Like taking a deep right. breath, like, oh fuck. Yeah. And here we go again. Fuck, I'm out of breath. I'm out of mana. <laughs> I'm out. The layered harmonies just always get me. They're always done so well. Oh, yeah. And this is that motif Motif, I was talking about. Yeah. They variate this motif a lot in very distinctive ways. And that fucking harp. It's almost unnoticeable. It's like, yeah, it just sits in the left, in your left side of your headphones or speakers. Right there, right there in the background, twinkling. And this is where you're like, you're exclusively hearing like the war and like the sadness and the grief and the just stress of what Somehow we made it out of there. And that's how it ends. It doesn't come down. It does not transition into a resolve. Great piece. That That is a great piece. That was a great piece. So I did half star number three. I did as well. Nice. Now, I love the vocal pads. I think they're sampling. Uh, I think they actually do that a couple times. They create some vocal pads that sound really cool. Love the vocal pads. And they use this, like, uh, I think it's called a hang drum. But basically, it's a drum that sits in your lap and you hit it with your thumbs. It, mm-hmm. um, it's very, they use it a lot in meditation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved the sound of that. That was very cool. The phrasing and the direction of this piece has me on the edge of my seat. It's very haunting. Yeah. And they also use harp in this one as well, which kind of has a static melody throughout the entire piece. Yeah. Um, Super dark song, very intricate dynamic that evoke the darkness. Um, And that percussion stayed very low and quiet. And like, I just, I felt that this piece had a lot of symbolism because it's called Untold Master. Yeah. And so, and I re- it really felt like the emotions from that were conveyed very well. Yes, they did a great job with that piece. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of notes for that. That was all my notes. But the next one, number four, is... I half-starred that. Did you half-star that? I didn't half-star it, mostly because it was pretty... For a, for a suite, it wasn't very... Um, it didn't have that many movements. It didn't. It didn't have that many movements. But I feel like there, you get kind of like sucked into it at first 
And the last, the the movement actually comes in like the last minute of the song. It it does have a few like very subtle changes that really describe um, kind of the tragic fate of Iliasville. Yeah. And I noticed that they, although they held back a little bit instrumentation wise, it did, it moved really not even instrumentation wise, more, more phrasing. Phrasing wise. Cause it was very detailed in instrumentation. It was a whole fucking orchestra. Yeah, they, they did. They did for a suite. It didn't really move that much. And actually, why don't we, why don't we give you guys the definition of a, of, of an orchestral suite? Um, so a suite is an ordered set of instrumental or orchestral pieces usually performed in a concert setting. So um, if you know anything about classical music, you'll know that the partitas that Bach made, those are suites. The Nutcracker suite. These are things that have, they move, they have thematic events. Um, uh, there's even things that are called dance suites. Um, this was comes from the Baroque era. Um so it's it's particularly like four movements is what and I wonder out of out of these um, four hundred compositions, if there was any more to the suite of Ilias Fail. There probably was, and they're like, we cannot put all of this in there. We're not using it. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to jam pack an entire suite into five minutes, um, and they did okay. It was as technically a sweet, I think. Yeah, it it was. I I liked the piece. I think it was fitting for her character because although from Fate Zero, you really you know where she comes from and you know who she is and where where she's coming from. Uh, but she's still kind of a mystery. You never really get her like you only get like snippets of her anger and um, why she's angry. You know, she's like, I'm gonna kill you berserker go get him like you know you you get that anger from her but you don't really see it except for like maybe a minute in total length of the fucking anime itself you don't i mean you get you get maybe one or two episodes of her handling her tragedy by herself right um and this composition held that darkness is that she held so there were a it lot did. of there were really dark timbres, super suspens- suspenseful, emotional, and they, all of those things really come through. And um, yeah, I just I liked the piece not enough to full star it because I didn't have enough to say about it that made sense. Um, but I liked the piece. I think it was done well. I think it was done well too. And you start number five, right? I start number five. I half starred number five. And I might be willing to play it because there was a lot of things in this piece. Yeah, I think I had the most notes. For I this. mean, this is the longest piece. In yeah, the we OST. shouldn't we shouldn't play. Yeah, it's six. It's over six minutes long. Um, it has everything that I would want, and I don't. I didn't full star it. I don't know why, but it has, I guess, almost everything I would want from the Fate series and the composition, musical composition of the the world of Fate. It has a great fucking intro. It is so thrilling. The chord progression is so wonderful. I, uh, You guys remember that cinematic rhythm that I was talking about? The three on, three off? Mm-hmm. That I happens mean, I, in this song I can, too. I can speak for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you remember it. Well, in the last Fate episode, I talked about that, that very traditional, sometimes overused cinematic rhythm that he used in this piece and he used in a a couple of the other pieces. He actually used it in a couple pieces later in the OST. Mm -hmm. It is very typical and very effective. Works really well. And he did it here. Uh, Great horn melody, extra tension added from the strings to this is a very, uh, it's a pretty long piece. I hope they take us somewhere in the second half. Great cello. Yeah, they They did. did. Great cello composition, thrilling modulation. There's still a minute left. What else are they going to give us? Shit. <laughs> sort of a resolution, but with questions. Such a drastic change in instrumentation at the end. Yeah. Um, the digital pads that they had in the back were perfect yes. for this song. They were perfect. Yes, they were. There was no build in the beginning. They get right into it. But then at the two-minute mark of the song, you hit 
where they give you a build that never resolves and it just keeps building and it keeps building. It's like that EDM song that has no drop. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like. I was like, okay. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. Drop it, damn it. Damn it. it. And it just grows and it gets more textural with each minute. Every minute that passes, you have more instrumentation and you have more melodies that are happening. And there's just so much going on and it just builds and builds and dynamics as well. It's not just texture. It's also dynamics. Um, and then you get a new movement at the five minute mark, the last minute. And then the theme changes instantly. Like you just go into a totally different emotion at the very end. It was epic. It's like so dark and broody. Yeah, this this was more of a suite than I think the Ilias <laughs> Fields was. Um, but let's move on to number six. You started number six too, right? Or uh, no? No, I did not actually. Oh, I had a. I had the only note was at least there was a resolve. That was your only note. <laughs> that was my only note. Oh man, it was a good piece. I just didn't have much to say about it. This is a beautiful variation of the main theme. I love the way the drummer sets up the tension and urgency. Yeah. I spelled urgency so weird. I write too fast when I do this. I spelled I it urgency. Urgency. Yep. Got it. Uh, <laughs> the drummer sets up this tension and urgency with the ride symbol that he's using this like super fast triplet on. Creepy ASMR vocals, like that whisper kind of thing. Drop for a second and then bring in the main melody and the chord progression of the strings. They did it. They did a really good job. I love that piece. Yeah. It was good. I also have starred seven and eight. Um, I had a, a decent amount of notes for seven. I loved the sound design, the use of sound design in seven. Um, I didn't really have much notes for eight, except what an ethereal choir. In Seven, they actually use that cinematic rhythm again. Yeah, I, I even and they I chopped even up said, the syncopation, like the the drums held down that three on three mm-hmm. off rhythm, and then they use the rest of the orchestra like to throw in a hit. Have you defined syncopation yet? Yeah, we have in um, I think in the Full Metal Alchemist episode. Okay, I think. Okay. Uh, basically, it is. It's what groove is. That's all. That's all it is. Okay. Syncopation is. I'll reiterate it for you guys. It's it's instead of hitting the metronome, the quarter notes every time, it is filling in the gaps of space, hitting on the offbeats mm-hmm. and and hitting in between the quarter notes. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Basically. There you go, folks. Gave you a different definition than last time. But it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, they do this really cool syncopation where part of the orchestra will hit and then another one will answer with the other with the other hits. But they'll leave a little bit of space for the drums to come through too. It's like they, they just kind of hit in between the drums. The drums are holding down the main groove, the three on, three off. And then the orchestra will do like one and then the one hit and then another part of the orchestra will answer it on the other hits of the drums. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Very cool the way they did it. I really, the way that they used the sound design in here, they used it through a transition and it was a creepy transition. It was. That was a really creepy transition. I really liked it. And considering that it was called Blazing Ashes, <laughs> I was like, oh. Blazing Ashes 2. Yeah, I was like, where's, was the, first where's the first one? <laughs> it had a beautifully dissonant B part and a string melody that really commands your emotions as a listener. Mm-hmm. And then they bring back, I I didn't want to call it a C part. It was really like a B plus plus part. Like <laughs> it was an enhanced B part to finish out the piece. Super epic. It's like they layered a little bit of the A part on top of B. And it was just a, you know. Yeah. Just a, a, a variation. Just of a the little B part. bit, little bit of a, an enhancement. Exactly. It was very cool. Um, Let's move on then to our next star, shall we? Eleven. Eleven. This one's called Journey. And since we just talked to you, you're off. Let's play it first. I love that piano. I also, I was like, I love the piano. That was my first note. Mine says, wow, that piano is so moving. What a tone. And and the chord choices that they used the progressions like and that's it's, 
it's an amazing mix by the audio engineer yeah. too. This little delay that they have uh-huh. on it, the reverb. It really and the way that the it feels. just yeah like because it even kind of warbles a little bit and that chord choice that, that they the use chord oh choice. man it's yeah. so colorful and this really kind of pulsing rhythm it reminded me so much of Hans Zimmer yeah I feel like this is this yeah. this could fit in Inception yes yeah um, I when it comes to the um, when they brought in the orchestra it really tied the piece together because they kept they kept them both at volumes that both of the like you can still hear the chord progressions on the piano but the strings are moving that fluidly. last chord too of that is so so cool it's so colorful yeah this is this is such a Hans Zimmery piece with maybe a little more uh, attack on the strings yes um, the strings are just a bit I don't necessarily want to say busier. I think maybe busier is the wrong term, but they're more noticeable. They're set up front a little mm-hmm. bit more. So many layers of strings, too. Yes. Which I I love in general because I love when you have different melodies that just are super cohesive with each other. Yes. Because there's a lot of things happening right now. And the, and the, the chord the, choices are just so good. Yeah. And the thing that I love the most about this is that they sneak the fucking brass on you. They, they sneak, sneak it. it. They sneak it. And it just like... a little bit of fire and you, underneath. And when you're listening to it, you're like still hearing this beautiful, emotional melody. And and I'm, I hear it more now, but like when I was first listening to it, I was like, man, I barely noticed the fucking brass. They just like kind of come in like... In the, and build to the climax and help you get there. I love the low end pulse that almost like boom, boom, hides boom. with the with the rolling snare. Mm-hmm. I said the percussion slaps, literally. It does. Yes, yeah, cool rim shot. It's just very hard hitting and very like. Ah, ah. Such wonderful percussion, and I love how they bring back. They bring back the motif. Mm-hmm. Could you have pulled at my heartstrings anymore? This mellow pulse, it sits underneath the mix so well. It almost hides when it gets really a lot, like a lot busier. They still keep it underneath, but you don't hear it. It doesn't like peek through as much. Yeah. And... Then and then it peeks through at the end there when everything quiets down. And then it kind of like so swelled good. up a little bit. So so good. And this had a great transition into Ocean of Memories track twelve. I did like Ocean of Memories a lot. I I full starred Ocean of Memories because the way they they use the classic symbolism of putting a lot of reverb and um, digital effects, and they just take the title home, Ocean of Memories. Not only is it memories, you're looking into the past, but ocean, you're thinking like waves, and you're thinking of quiet sounds, and you're they thinking They captured of, the sound of an ocean, like my, nature they, in, they, in general. They, they, The word personification is wrong, but they did capture the theme and the element of the ocean. They nailed it. They awesome. nailed it. They actually did the same thing for 13 too. I had a different note for that, different different type of nature. It feels like, I, I don't know, I, I would love to play both of those. I don't know if we have time. Because they're both like, eh, about two and a half minutes. Not terrible. Well, I think we only had one more, or I don't think we had any more shared stars no, after this. I, I did have, well, no, I don't think you did. Mm-mm. I, I start, I half starred. 12, 13, and 14. Okay, I, I have starred 13. Um, I didn't really have much for 14 or 15. We could play, let's play 13. I'm, I'm 13 or 12? I'm sorry, 12. Yeah. Um, this, it, the, this is a gorgeous song. It like This one also tugs at your heartstrings because you just, you're just like, my God, like you're looking back at memories and you're like, there's so many of them. There's so many memories. The instrumentation is fucking perfect. There's no boisterous percussion. It, you're you're kept in this element of distance and and 
energy that comes from looking back at memories, whether they're good or bad. I love the how it feels like when you go to the beach and you're listening to the ocean waves crashing, they never end. Right. It does not ever end. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds like wave after wave folding into each other, fusing together like some waves a little farther down the beach crash at a different time than the waves in front of you and they alternate or land at the same time. It's They just they flow together and not together all at once. Right. And they do that with the music. I, I love that. No, I thought they did a fantastic job. I was like, even within the first like few bars, I was like, I love this song. Yeah. Ocean waves, one after another, crashing and folding into each other. Way to give a voice, nature's voice, to the instruments. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. play that. Let's play Ocean of Memories. <laughs> we've talked about it. We've we've talked about it too it's, much. Yeah, it's time. not play it. And it's a pretty memorable song from the the piece because it is or from the anime because this is this song is unlike any of the other songs. You don't really hear like the digital pads with that kind of chiminess. Yeah, except towards the end, but towards the end they get a little cheesier it's too than much. This. this song just like swells in the pit of your stomach. Wave after wave crashing against the shore. And they use the pads as like that. As the waves crash into each other, it sounds like, you know, unending white noise. Yeah. And there's, and it's like... The sound design, that really, really subtle high-pitched sound design up there is so cool, too. It keeps you engaged because this... It's another dimension. The melody itself is not anything special. It's not anything intricate. It's not very ornamental. It is just very simple and free-flowing. But when you come back around and you have these different ranges of pitch and you have these different techniques that you're using digitally and with the strings and everything else, it kind of just like combines into one that just does something to me. God so damn good. it. I mean, what a a great pair of songs where track 11 starts with the piano solo and then track 12 ends with the piano solo. Yeah, it's it was done very well, done very, very well. And they did something very similar with 13, too, except with the harp. Well, that was a slower tempoed motif. Yeah, the the harp piece, the. Harmony really blossoms out of the low end of 13. Like 13, they have this really strong low end, and then the the melody and the harmony blossom out of it. It's really cool. The piano sounds like it's is raining down. The piano's going the opposite direction of the actual melody. Sparkles. It, and it just it feels like it's raining on a beautiful, like music bed of flowers. It's it takes you into a dream world almost. Um so it's called uh, Katsute no Yume, which means former dream. Former dream, okay. So it 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 takes you into this dream world that you could find yourself there. That the track sparkled. I I love at me. I love the just the capturing of of sounds of nature. Essentially, it feels like a nature movement. It feels like something maybe not as flamboyant as Vivaldi. <laughs> But something we're like getting, that, you know? Getting into spring. Yeah, it's not not quite as flamboyant as that, but <laughs> it is it is very, very good. And they capture nature really well. At least it sounded like nature to me. 
I definitely pictured flowers blooming and rain dripping on them. It felt like like a spring yeah. movement. Uh, I did have star number 14 okay. just because it was so spooky and the B part was so sick. That was dramatic. It's oh, it was awesome. Uh, but then I didn't really star anything until 18, which we can totally play. It's only 54 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any notes for that. It went by so fast. <laughs> that that one was really cool. Uh, that violin solo oh, at I the know. very beginning. Man, that's like, it caught me off guard. So much drama packed into such a tiny piece. I love how it's called the extended version, too. It's only 54 seconds long. Yeah. The irony of that is, <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, so epic. I use the word thrilling a lot, I guess. Um, the phrasing was so, so good. Let's listen to that really quick. Just because it is so short, we can pack something in here. This one's called Excalibur. Excalibur. This one's called Excalibur? Mm -hmm. No wonder. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's all in Japanese. Can you pronounce that? Yaku Soku Sureta? Siori? Is that an L or an I? It looks like an I. It's an I. Siori no Ken. Yeah, I can't. That's a very long first word in, in Japanese. <laughs> that and to I, translate to Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> That just translate to Excalibur? That's got to translate to something else, but... I'm sure it does. But I think with the purpose of if we're translating it to English to make it... They're just like, let's keep it simple for let's the Let's keep it simple the, the, for the, the dumb world. Americans. All right, here it is. At least we know we're dumb. Amazing and the tone, the tone that they put on that violin is beautiful. Oh my God. Like that violin was the unsheathing of Excalibur, yeah. and then this is Excalibur like, slicing. My power. The drums are so good too. So much dr epic drama packed into such a tiny little piece. They did it. Nailed that. Nailed Holy it. Holy shit. And that's why I had to play it for you. Uh, I didn't... I, I had two critiques for number 20 and number 21, although 21 got better for me. Um, number 20, and I know you starred number 20. I did. Why did you start? I liked that it was close to a lo-fi beat. Okay. Um, and the fact that it didn't resolve, it just stayed interesting for me. The piece stayed interesting. I really enjoyed the ethereal pieces in this OST. Um, it it was super ethereal in the beginning. Loved the harmonies. And then it dropped into the this beat underneath the choral part. Um, and I'm, I don't necessarily like the way that it progressed. Um, but I liked the songs, the songs, um, <laughs> oh, in, yeah? intent, I guess. Okay. Oh, that's fair. I just thought it was really like, they start us off with a very chill, very vibey synth tone. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in the strings. It's a very simple chord progression. And then they get into this really totally different vibe than the rest of the OST. It's almost R&B, like the drum groove very laid back and intimate the strings actually might be a little bit too much and that's what got me because the strings were maybe a little either too loud or the phrasing was just too in the higher mid high frequency okay so it got a little ear piercing compared to the rest of it it's like you have this chill music bed and you have a pretty intense string section I'm not sure where the song belongs in the series, so like I don't remember where they put it. It was and it was towards the end. It was towards the end. Yeah. Well, I just I thought it was a very weird contrast between how intense the strings got versus how laid back the music bed was. Right. And but it almost they almost took away from each other because of that. But I also looked at it in terms of transitioning from track 19, where they put that electric guitar in there with Emiya and that 
wasn't necessarily fitting either. So I found the fact that they kept these two pieces together to move on from there that it 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 didn't stand out like a sore fucking thumb. Yeah. For me. It's it was it was a weird choice for me especially knowing that they had 400 compositions to choose from. Right. I <laughs> I think they were just trying to add some versatility into it um because I mean when you think about it some of these especially when you're using the motif so many times and there's only so many ways that you can variate it to where it makes a distinctive piece yeah so yeah, true. i think that it's probably just a little bit of a variation and um trying to do something a little bit different to where pieces stand out at you because when you're watching the anime you if you hear the same stuff you're not noticing the music either and they went through all of this trouble to compose all of these pieces yeah yeah that's true it's they did the same thing, similar thing to 21. Like that's kind of how it got me for a second. I was like about to critique it, but 21 changed a bit. Um, they had this weird tone change at the end of the OST with these two songs. Yes. Yeah. The num number 21 though is a variation of the motif. Mm -hmm. I knew I liked the chord progression, but it was a strange choice of instrumentation as far as like, I don't know. It's like, the synth that they chose, the keys that they chose were too pop. They were like a bit, a little too cheesy for how emotional the strings got. Like I loved the strings so much in this one that they, they're super, super beautiful. And the sound design is really cool. But then you have this, I don't know, the key choice. Are you, you're still talking about 21, right? I'm talking about 21. Yeah. I, um, I didn't really have much to say about it. The song is called Will, and I was like, strong will anyone? <laughs> um, I thought that the pads and the reverb were a strange addition. They just didn't seem to fit with yeah. everything else. That wasn't that piece was not cohesive at all. That's, with that's what itself. I mean. Those two, like they have, I don't know. It's like they couldn't decide. You either go with the awesomeness of the strings and you enhance those, or you have the super chill vibe, and it's like. There, it's like two two tones battling each other, mm -hmm. uh, which kind of took away from each other, in my opinion. And in 20, it was the strings taken away from the music bed. And in 21, it was the music bed taken away from the strings. <laughs> that just got you. It, it did. It frustrated me a little bit. But it wasn't like, not, they're not bad pieces. They're still good. And then I didn't, that was, that was pretty much it. I had a lot of notes for 22, but... I starred 23 because I think it should be our intro. And that's, it is our intro. I'll make it work regardless, even though you've already heard it. <laughs> I'll make it work because there's a lot happening in 23. There's a lot. And the, I couldn't, I couldn't write fast enough for, for that piece. It is all of Fate's Day Night Unlimited Blade Works. It is rolled the, into one. It is the entire OST rolled into one song. And it's also called Music Promote or Music, music video, for promotion, promotion video. video. Yeah. So I'm, I found it strange that they included it in the OST. I'd um, like to give you my notes for it because I, I, we obviously didn't talk about it at the beginning. Right. So, I mean, I love the intro. It's dissonant, spooky, nice contrast. And then I went, skirt, rule break. <laughs> Let's play the energetic super epic piece instead now. Dubstep, what? Now this airy vocal piece? What the fuck is this? All of the series in one song? Battle suite now. Digital timbres are so cool. Can't write notes fast enough for this piece. Ah. Ah. I wrote, ah. There was just so much happening all at once. I loved it. That, that might have been my favorite just because it was so like... They didn't, the yeah. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't follow any rules. Yeah. They didn't follow any rules. They're like, let's just transition. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for the OST. That's it for the OST. Cool. I, yeah, I, I love this OST. I'm a big fan of it. I still think I like Fate Zeros a little bit better. Okay. Um, But they did they did a great job with this one. I can't wait to watch the rest of the Fate series. I know there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to watch. So much. But I'm curious where they took it and if it gets any better because there was, there are aspects. I absolutely love the series entirely. But there are aspects of it that they could have done better. Like 
like in Fate Zero, they could have given us a little bit more information to set up the world. Yeah. Like they just kind of throw you in the middle of it and you don't get a lot of information until maybe the middle or the end of Fate Zero. And really you don't get a lot of information until Fate Stay Night. Mm -hmm. That kind of answers all the questions that you had in Fate Zero. So I think that they could have done... I don't know, like some some sort of prologue or something that sets up the entire series. Maybe like, I don't know, just a, a paragraph of information would have been nice. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? I guess like so. Maybe at the beginning, when you're setting up the story, you just give like maybe the narrator, maybe it was Kirei, somebody. Okay. Just... Just giving us a little bit of something. You just want a little bit more. Because I would have, I would have just. I know a lot of people that I've talked to about the Fate series started it and then couldn't get into it. Right. It's and I think it's because of that. It's like it gets a little like, what the fuck is happening right now? And it gets a little. It distracts from the actual amazingness of the animation because you don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. So. That's the only little critique. It, I feel like it would have just hit a little bit harder with a little bit more information. I guess you got to read the manga. I don't know. Probably. Got to read it's the... Not, it's not a, a manga, though. It's a visual light novel. Whatever. Well, it matters. It matters. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> totally, totally matters. <laughs> totally matters. Um, well, I think it's time to move into the Ender. It is time to move into the Ender. So, The Ender, Ring Your Bell by Califina. It was released May of 2015 as their 17th single and appeared on the album Far on the Water. It peaked at number eight on the Oricon. I don't believe that it deserves that. I don't think it does either. Um, we've already done Califina. However, I would like to mention that they used a variant of this song also found on the single as the ending for episode 15 called Ring Your Bell in the Silence. And we're not gonna we're not gonna listen to that because it is just the um, acoustic vo- vocals. Okay, it's the acoustic vocals of it. Mm-hmm. But we did we but do I have did it on inclu- the playlist. I did include okay. it in the playlist. Smart, 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 smart. Well, are you ready to listen to it? I'm ready. Me too. Cool. Here it is. It maintains that like uh, fate stay fate series. It is, is Calafina. Yeah. I just felt like it was like a wedding song. <laughs> I don't know why. I get wedding vibes from this. That's weird. I don't I, know I don't why. I don't know why. I'm just shooting what I'm putting down. <laughs> Maybe like the very end of the wedding where everybody's throwing rice on them or whatever the fuck they're throwing. That's what I'm saying. It's like a, it sounds like a celebration. And they get into the fucking... Whatever vehicle they're driving with cans and tied to the end of it. Yeah, I guess so. So it's just married on the sign on the back of the car, and they drive away, and it's like rattling on the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's awfully specific. It's everybody okay. at the end of the wedding going, "Bye, have fun, fucking." Oh God, <laughs> you're not wrong. This song to me sounds like we did it. We finally made it through. Yeah. We fucking made it through this super dramatic war, this battle. Oh man, that was it's a very it's very it's very intense. It is. Um, it ended very abruptly. The song. No. Well, yeah, the song. Or the, and the, the anime and the series. The the anime series in the last like three episodes progressed very fast. Yeah, even the 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 epilogue, I guess it was called the epilogue. Yeah. Even the epilogue was very uh, I'm glad they gave it to us. <laughs> but Thank you for that. Yeah, but it it ended so abruptly and it I don't know, it caught me off guard. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, me neither. I'm that's why I want to watch the rest of the Fate series because there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of know like the premise of it. I don't know. It's, I'm. I think this series ended a bit abruptly, but still good. Yeah, 
Um, well, some lyrics. If my heart will someday fade away, then at least as long as my voice holds out, I want to sing of happiness and despair. Okay. The fate that awaits us is always just a continuation of the present that life dreams of it as dreams of as it dashes through. I mean, it fits. It does fit. Not as good as the first one. No. Not as good as the, the opener. No, I don't have much to say about this. Within the night when you cry, the light of the distant future was hidden. Serenity awaits you on that brilliant hill. I believe you can go to your horizon, ring your bell, and raise your song. All right. I, well, I, this is, again, about... About Emiya. It's about Emiya and maybe even how Reen is talking to Emiya or even Saber. Yeah. I uh, I think the song fits. I don't like it as much as I like the OP, but I think it fits. I think it fits, too. They made it fit. They made it fit. It's um, it's definitely the. I think it would really, honestly, fit better as the very last song. Yeah. As just the the epilogue song, the song for the last episode. But they could have done maybe with a a different ender for the rest of the series. Yeah. Like the rest of the season. And then this one would have been just like, all right, this version, this chapter of the series is over. This would have been a good ending song for that. But, uh, yeah, not bad. It's okay. Over here. It's okay. It still technically fits. Yeah. So, yeah, check that one off the list, too. Well, two for two. We we did it. That's it. That's it. Do you have any fun facts? I don't. No, no more fun facts? No more fun facts. Hmm. There's, there's strangely not enough information out in the world. I know. We're just going to have to call the right people and ask them. Yeah. If come on, were. people. Come to us. Yeah, come to us. Come. Aha. Uh-huh. You're gross. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, should I go ahead and transition into the Ender? Into the Ender? Ender? Yes. Ender. Yes. Go, go for your infamous <laughs> outro here. This is... <laughs> We're going to end this episode exactly like Fate, Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works ended for oh, us. Are we ending now? Okay, let's go. Just, just, oh, over. Here we go. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we're done. <laughs> okay, my lovely people out in the world. Because you're all out there. You're all across the world. I fucking love it. Whether you are cozied up in your own BBC or you are taking us with you for the ride... We absolutely love sharing our love of anime and music and sound effects with you. Don't mock me. I was only mocking you a little bit just for how weirdly you're saying this outro today. It's different every day, guys. It's different every day. That's right. I'm keeping it it fresh. Keeping it fresh every day. Fresh as fuck. All right. If you could do just a couple things for us, go to our Instagram page, first of all. Send us a message. Talk to us. You motherfuckers, I want to talk to you. You bitch. Emily, don't scare them away. <laughs> they've they've already been scared away if that's if that's the case. <laughs> that's fair. Yes, go to our Instagram page. Comment on a post. Send us a message. Anything, you know? We want to talk to you. Give us some TikTok ideas and reels. Cause, Shit, because I feel man. I feel so young, or so old. Sorry, I I do not feel young. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why making a TikTok or a reel is so stressful. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's stressful. the only reason I feel old. So I feel like stressful. it should be so easy. You guys make it look so easy. <laughs> Fuck, man. Give us some tips. Yeah, give us some advice. Give us some ideas. Because I, I think I have an idea, and then I get ready to film. I'm like, this I don't is know dumb. what the fuck to do. <laughs> this is a dumb idea. <laughs> Uh, that's probably just me in my own head. Whatever. Anyway, also, if you could check the show notes, click down there. There is a few links. Do a little clicky clicky. Do a little couple little click throughs. There are a couple links down there. One to our link tree, which will give you everything. Uh, there's also the link to the playlist for all the songs featured in today's episode on YouTube. There also this it's the entire OST on that playlist. So if you want to listen to the whole thing, we put it together for you, just like we do with every episode that we record. So click down in the show notes for the link to the YouTube playlist. Hit subscribe so you know when new playlists come out and you'll know what our schedule will be for that week or what episode we are doing. Um, And we also have a couple of OSTs that we put out ourselves. 
and we have a couple of uh, chill study music and meditation music. You can even meditate with Goku. It's a little pretty pretty intense meditation because I feel <laughs> like that's how Goku meditates. <laughs> so there will be more for the anime meditation station coming out soon. I don't know when. I keep trying to give you guys time frames and. I've I've told Garrett on more than frequent occasions. Please don't give me time frames. It's it's impossible to it's not impossible to to like state hold myself accountable for it. It's just really really hard. Uh, so eventually we'll get some more stuff out there for you guys. We even have Dimension Five, our own little narrative that we put together and told a story with songs that we found. So we'll put that out soon as well once the video's made. We have not, we're not sure what video to make for that, like how to edit the video. No idea. Anyway, that'll come out soon, eventually, sometime <laughs> in the near future, I hope. Uh, also, there's a link to our Etsy page. Christmas Etsy is coming, yes. guys. It is coming. Yes. Coming. Stop saying coming so much. <laughs> it's fucking gross. It's not. You're gross. It's a normal human thing. You're gross. And we also talk about coming. I want you to buy stuff so you can support the show and you know get some cool gifts for your weeb friends nothing out there is expensive the most expensive thing is our t-shirt you know what i mean so we do have prints stickers buttons and uh stuff from like three different artists yeah and they're all it's all really cool fan art so if you like what you see go out there and support the show and and get yourself uh get yourself a little gift get yourself something nice you know what i mean yeah just buy yourself something nice I'll be uh, doing some promos on our stories uh, coming up soon uh, just to kind of send out a little reminder in case you forgot what we have on our shop because there's some pretty fucking cool ass shit on on there. Um, The people who we bought the art from did a fantastic job with uh, what we asked for um, and what we wanted. So we, um, I want to share that with you guys again. Um, Also to rep them because they deserve the praise and the recognition. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, go to the Etsy shop, reach out to us on Instagram. Um, I hope that if you are listening and you're in the Austin area that we see you at the Etsy Expo this weekend. Yeah, we'll be there on Saturday. On Saturday. Um, I want to see all your cosplays. I want to take pictures with y'all. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think, all we got. I think that's it for me, too. Yeah. I uh, Thanks for joining us every week. We appreciate every... Listen, every download, every reach out that y'all do, comments on our Instagram. You're right. We, we absolutely do. We, I don't think we thank every, anybody enough. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Seriously. Uh, we, we we can't do this, obviously, without listeners. That's true. We would be talking to nobody. We'd be talking to ourselves, and uh, which we'll do anyway. But thank you for listening. Seriously. <laughs> we, we mean that from the bottom of our hearts. And I hope we get whole... to meet you someday. Uh, I know we're probably going to meet a couple of you guys at the Etchy Expo this weekend. I wish uh, Ray that you could go. What did Ray say? I think it's I think it's Ray or Dre. Oh yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Ray, we have yet to meet you, even though you you work less like than a, da, da, like around the street, <laughs> less the than thirty seconds away from us. Yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to meet you. Sucks I have to work, but we'll see you soon. Yeah. And on that note. Tune in next week for another episode of Anime Anime Noise. Noise. I whispered last time and then I... I yelled quietly this time. Yeah. For you. (laughs) Have a fantastic week and weekend. Love you. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. Bye. This This has has been been a Beanbag Beanbag Chair Chair Media Media Production. Production.